Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the international Taz and Paula show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, ask questions, and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now, Taz and Paula. Good afternoon to all of our listeners. As you all are quite aware of, people suffer from many different health issues, including back and joint problems, thinking there is no escape from them. Guess what? There is more than hope available. Paula and I have seen the magic that our awesome returning guest, Mir Schneider, pulls out of the thin air right on the spot, literally bringing success to those who visit him even for short periods of time. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. Well, Taz, it's really been exciting to watch Mir Schneider, Ph.D. founder and head of the School of for Self-Healing located in San Francisco, California, take quantum leaps, bridging the capabilities that exist in every single one of us for healing ourselves. He is truly the teacher's teacher. People travel from all over the world to have Mir work on them. He, he does ignite those around him to become more flexible in their thoughts and more in tune with their bodies. What an awesome way, gift to give to another. It's called a renewable body. Yeah, renewable. That's what we need. Paula, I just had a chance to experience being with Mir again at an evening event about a month ago at the East West Bookstore in Mountain View, California. Again and again, it is quite viewable when your hand is held by Mir. You are in good hands, literally. It is indeed visible that our body is renewable, and from all indications, we can reprogram our unconscious expectations on how we think, move, breathe, uh, and even see. (laughs) Thank goodness. He's a highly respected therapist, educator, and a best-selling author who healed himself of congenital blindness and other serious vision problems. And now he has a driver's license. Mayor, you quite simply bring back our zest imagination and creativity for life within minutes of sharing your healing journeys. We are certainly ready for the day. Mayor Schneider, welcome back. Hi. Hi. Nice to be on your show. And it was <laughs> well, so nice to see you, uh, Taz. Um, when I was in East West Bookshop, it was a nice uh, room full of uh, people. Many of them already heard me a few times when I came back. So, it was nice to be there, very much. I'm um, actually having right now an amazing pleasure in my life in that um, I'm working on one of my best friends who came to visit me from Israel, and her name is Vered, and she uh, had polio from uh, early childhood. And um, uh, I was able to get, keep her out of the wheelchair for more than 40 years. Now... Um, uh. She's in the wheelchair in her 60s. I met her in her 20s, and um, she's walking with crutches, and we started with hydrotherapy. Uh, There's a wonderful pool here not far from our school, and um, she's doing all the movements which are hard for her to do on land, and she's gaining so much more capacity, more balance, more strength, uh, that her walk with the crutches right now becomes easier. And let's hope that I'm going to push her 
further than that. But I'm just telling you what happened to me because a second ago I stopped working on her to come and talk to you uh, on the show. Well, that sounds like you're making good headway with her. She's so lucky to have you. Yeah, and I'm so lucky to be able to do it. I, I cannot tell you that. I don't know how it sounds, but I'm always so pleased when I can get somebody who is paralyzed to start and move. And um, my assistant, Jeanne, uh, who came to me from Canada, in her case, uh, for vision problems, uh, we were able to uh, to avoid and not have uh, a, a major surgery in her eye, which is called vitrectomy. Uh, she ended up studying with me thoroughly and became also a very good friend. And um, uh, and she herself was so surprised when all of a sudden uh, Vered's uh, left knee was able to bend down all the way after not being able to hardly be lifted. It's just so beautiful to see movement. And it's nice to see it on a, uh, on a macro level and a micro level. The, the, the micro level we can imagine, basically. Like, we cannot see microscopically what happens to the bones. But uh, we have a special technique where we tap on bones, bone tapotment techniques, and we found that many people gain a lot of bones back as a result of it. And, by the way, for the audience at home, if you have any tendency for osteoporosis, one of the best things that can work for you is jacuzzis, uh, shower massage. Also, uh, it may sound funny, but standing nearly naked in the wind and letting the wind hit your bones, being uh, in the ocean or in the sea, uh, in the waves, um, anything that hits you but not too hard uh, can actually revive your bones to a great extent and help the bone-building cells to work much more. They're called osteoblasts. So I'm talking about that because I also work on that issue with her because when people have less movement, they have a bigger tendency for osteoporosis. But just so you know, it's so beautiful to see more movement, and it's easy for me to imagine that that movement happens because of cellular change. So it's nice Hmm. to see cellular change in people. Mir, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, years ago, I worked with an acupuncturist, and he, uh, during the exercises, he used to have uh, little sticks, maybe about a foot, uh, maybe a little longer than a foot, and it was really kind of thin, and they were bendable, and that he would actually have people tap all, all over their bones and joints with this, you know, laying down on the floor, and uh, again, it was supposed to bring back memory to the body to, you know, to know how to return to being healthy. And um, wow, and you're bringing up this again. This is, you know, this is exciting. Um, it being really able is. To- and and what I'm uh, what I'm learning in percentage is that normally you get 11% of your bone back after 30 treatments like this on the bone. So. You know, especially with women after menopause when they lose a lot of bone uh, capacity and especially those who choose not to take the hormones, but also also those who do take the hormones, as you know, they have side effects to them. The bone department is really helpful in getting some of the bone back, and I think it's a, it's a fantastic thing. So, um, so I'm very happy, and I'm – go ahead. I was going to ask, does the salt water from the ocean also help? Oh, I believe in that. I believe the salt water <laughs> from the ocean helps. Uh, I think what it helps to, especially, is uh, reduction of inflammation. So it's more, uh, I mean, the, the waves in the ocean is what helps the bones. And the salt water may help. I think what they mainly would help is people with arthritis or tendency for arthritis to reduce the arthritis because the salt definitely uh, allows you to uh, get rid of some of the water that you retain and help you reduce inflammation. And I really think that with the amount of salt that we eat in our life, you know, I mean, tasty food normally tastes with good salt and and uh, some other uh, things, all the electrolytes that we have in the body, which is salt and potassium, 
Yeah. Uh, basically, we tend to have inflammation in the body, and mu- much of it is unfelt inflammation. So anytime that you go, this is one of the reasons that I like to run in the San Francisco cold ocean, but I also like to bathe in the San Francisco cold ocean. So, uh, and by the way, I'm a man who likes to pamper herself. I do sit in hot tubs and enjoy myself there too, but I, as much as I do that, I enjoy better bathing in the cold San Francisco ocean that, of course, all my neighbors know the crazy guy who does that and they admire <laughs> me. But, you know, I'm almost, I'm almost 60 and there's no weather that is too hot for me and there's no weather that is too cold for me. I was, I'm able to adjust to both and that's a result of good circulation. And, and when I am uh, bathing in the ocean, I leave the ocean, you know, I can't even tell you if I have any worries and I bathe in the ocean, after 30 seconds of diving in and feeling this wonderful cold, salty water on myself and getting out, uh, I must say I protect my ears with, uh, with uh, cottons, with some hydrogen peroxide to make sure that no dirt gets into the ear. And I do soap myself very well knowing that the ocean does carry some chemicals thanks to us human beings, you know. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> after getting out of, uh, out of the ocean, any thought that bothers me does not bother me for the rest of the day. It's just like the, the rush of blood gives me such peace, peace of mind, that nothing could actually worry me. And you know, Mark Twain said something very interesting. He said, I've encountered many problems in my life, most that have never happened. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... And well, you while know, many Mayor, problems. Go ahead. Uh, Mayor, I was going to say the 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 ocean, the salt, the like the Celtic sea salt, the ocean itself actually neutrifies the body and helps support nerves and things like that, and and puts electrolytes into the body. And this is bringing back helps to support chi and everything. It's it's very beautiful. Well, absolutely. I, I really think that the ocean does uh, many, many good things. Um, I had a lady who suffered from colitis, um, and, you know, many people suffer from irritable bowels um, in the Western world. I mean, we don't anymore talk about the U.S. We talk about U.S., Europe. Uh, most of the world these days uh, basically is suffering from those digestive problems. Partially is the diet that we have, and I must say I have to change my diet to some extent for almost all these travels. People offer me the best of food that they have, and much of it has wonderful, tasty sugar, like chocolate mousse and things of that nature, and ice creams. But <laughs> I need to cut down of that. I'm the first one to say it. But that's only one part of it. The other part is that with the sedentary lifestyle that we have and with all the worries that we have, basically peristalsis, which is the life, uh, of the of the digestive system slows down, and we don't have as good peristalsis as we should have. When you go to cold water, it rushes the peristalsis in your body. So I got her to go into uh, the ocean, and she had back pain, and I had a feeling connected to her digestive system. And after bathing in the ocean, yes, then she sat in the hot tub to relax from that, but her digestive system got so much better as a result of what she was doing. So what, um, what I want to say is I know that most audience don't even want to hear that, you know, I mean, cold water, who wants to hear about cold water? Well, of course, if you're not about to catch a cold or you're not about to have a pneumonia or anything of that nature, your ability to actually be able to absorb cold and recover from the cold, which means that after 10, 15 minutes, your body is warm and happy, is an ability to age peacefully. If you can actually get that blood flow flowing enough that the cold is good, uh, feels good to you, then you probably are going to live longer, but not only longer, with much better lifestyle. And I'm seeing so many people putting coats and upon coats and upon coats on themselves. And what they do is they prevent the blood from circulating in the best possible way. So... I think that uh, on, on that topic uh, is very important. We need to move. We need to relax our joints. That's another topic. 
but we really need to adjust to different temperatures. And with the amount of people these days that get heart attacks and strokes, we have to understand that the vascular system of most modern people is not in the best possible place. And increasing the ability of the blood vessels to be flexible, increasing the ability of the blood to flow, the blood is the regulator of temperature, and it also carries nutrition to our body, that will prevent many strokes and heart attacks from happening. So to the ocean we shall go, <laughs> the cold water. Yeah, we can change topic, but it was a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I, I know in the um, Netherlands, and uh, they go from the cold to the hot. I mean, that's a, a natural uh, thing that they do. I mean, it's, they jump into the cold water. And I like water. the fact that they do it. Yeah, I mean, some people have shown research that it... <clears throat> causes problems to some people, that's true. But, you know, you can get used to it, and then what happens is your body really goes to different phases, and it's a, a wonderful thing for your body. Hmm. Mayor, you just did a tr- come back for some travel, didn't you? No, this point, actually, since I've met you, I did not travel. I had so many travels this year, and I was in the Orient. And I've taught in the Orient um, a six-day I class. What happened is that um, my book was translated to Chinese, and I had a big Chinese group actually in your area, in the Santa Cruz Mountains, uh, in Sokel. You know, there's a Buddha, medicine Buddha place there. And yeah. we had a very big group of uh, 70 people who came from all over the Chinese world, from Hong Kong to Taiwan to Singapore and some places in this country and even in the Bay Area. And then um, I was invited and I was really happy to teach uh, two six-day I-class in uh, Taiwan, Taipei and Tainan, and uh, then in uh, Singapore. And in Singapore, I had the biggest I-class I had in my life for six, six days. It was almost 150 people. Uh, it was huge. So I really hope that my message will go through. It's a very tough message to bring to the world. And the message that I bring is that vision can indeed improve. This is a huge, huge task I've taken on myself. And you wouldn't even imagine uh, how many hacklers uh, in different places, not in my classes, of course, but how many... um, Hacklers I have. I just had a big show in a big radio. And immediately, of course, I had a phone call of uh, an ex-physician who forgot his physiology, by the way, but uh, he was trying to hackle me and uh, didn't work out because all the rest of the audience were in my favor. Um, and um, I think that uh, it's almost, without saying that I've taken myself a very difficult route. But finally, we have actually a research, which within a couple of months we're going to put on our website, that is showing that 31 kids improved their vision after two months of work in my method by two physiotherapists in Brazil. So uh, that's definitely the case. But, yeah, this year, I mean, I can't imagine. Before the Orient, I was in Brazil. I'm going to go to New York, um, uh, to Manhattan, and then later on near Lake Placid, New York, and then uh, I'm going to go to Boston uh, to teach there in a yoga center. I'll be back, and then I'll do it in Montreal. So my trips right now are kind of short. I refused several trips because uh, I just became tired from so many oh, trips yeah. that I was making. Yeah. So <laughs> well, you have a much. huge Labor Day three-day retreat coming up. And yes. My goodness, that the is... kind of food people eat. You see, this is my problem. I give them such good food, then I have to eat it myself, right? <laughs> So we'll have Indian food, Mediterranean food, Thai food, you know, and plus uh, I bought nice uh, dates uh, the other day from farmer's market. And, uh, and um, well, uh, for those who have sweet tooth, well, um, I prefer to not be one of them, but didn't happen yet. Uh, we'll get some cookies and stuff like this. But basically it's going to be the best cuisines in San Francisco that we're going to bring here. But here's the thing. Um, anyone who was in my workshops know that I'm pretty intensive about teaching, that I teach with uh, a lot of energy because I love the material very much, 
and because I love seeing changes in people, and because I love to talk about it and lecture about it. Uh, in fact, the, the people who come to me should charge me because I enjoy so much working with them. You know, but uh, there's two of my students sitting here. They're laughing. They kind of agree with me. But anyway, um, in this particular workshop, uh, the first day will emphasize natural vision improvement. And I can tell you without fail that almost every time that I teach a day on natural vision improvement, people go out seeing better. I remember one lady who said that she could see only titles. Uh, you know, like uh, titles, uh, the most subtitles of newspapers without glasses. And when she finished, she was able to see diamond print. So mm-hmm. things like this happening in my classes. And, of course, it's temporary because you cannot just work one day on your eyes and benefit. We don't live one day. We're not butterflies, you know. So uh, we have to spend some time working on our eyes. And uh, the second day, we're going to work on overcoming joint problems and back problems that unfortunately afflict so many people. And also we're going to uh, work on overcoming vascular problems. Uh, We're still going to work a little bit on vision because I don't want to totally separate between the subjects. And the third day, we're going to work especially on releasing our wrists and hands uh, from the tension that we have in our necks. And we're going to mainly work on massage and body work. So we're going to talk about overcoming back problems, neck problems, joint problems, all of that we're going to do in the third day. So it's going to be three-day, very powerful uh, three-day seminar um, that we're going to do this Labor Day. And in fact, in the first day, when I finish, my good practitioner, Will Fuller, who's also a student of mine, uh, will talk about overcoming problems with the eyes in front of the computer. So that's one thing. Then we have a bunch of Monday classes uh, here, and in fact, in here I have one of my good students and teacher, um, uh, Alice, who uh, will teach a class on the 21st of um, 22nd, sorry, of uh, September, because we will keep having Monday classes here. Although I really recommend that people come to the Labor Day, and if it's okay with you, I want her to talk to you a little bit about her workshop. Is that okay with you? Sure. Yeah. That'd be great. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. You want to tell us about Um, your workshop? uh, Or introduce yourself? Yes. Yes. My name is Alice Murphy, and um, I studied um, uh, Rudolf Steiner's Eurythmy work for many years, and... um, I I love to uh, work with words that are meaningful to individuals. Um, Like I've been working on the word pain, and um, there are gestures that go with each of the sounds of that word, and and within that word are are kind of indications of how how to uh, step out of the pain, and um, so that's uh, what I share, like um, the, the P of, of pain, the, the letter P, uh, the sound, is, is the visualization that can go with that is the, is the allowing, uh, if you touch a bubble, it, it bursts. And if we, and the p is is in effect a kind of a touch, of, of the bubble, uh, of isolation that pain usually has to do with, and and then um, a melting into the, the sound of a, which is, is, a kind of an embrace of oneself and allowing oneself to melt into that place within of of light and and joy and wow. and peace so it it's it's working with a, a physical gesture and then and then uh visualization at at the same time that is powerful that, wow 
and what a great combination with Mayer's work. That's yeah, a wonderful combination. Yeah, I'm I'm so grateful to um, Mayer for um, for appreciating what what I have to offer and and giving me the space to share it. So I'll give you back to Mayer. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, and we'll have a couple other guests in our place, guest teachers on Monday nights. It's uh, for the public from 7 to 8.30. And uh, one of them, we're going to have Jan, who is also one of my uh, good practitioners and friend, and she helped me with the book uh, Vision for Life. But she's going to bring a group of people who will talk about aromatherapy, and that's going to be on September 8th. And we have a martial artist on the 15th who's going to talk about martial art and balance of the body. So as you see, you know, my emphasis, of course, is my own work, and that's what I do here, but I really am opening space to other people to come and present what they have, just like they do in East-West Bookshop and like they do in other places, because uh, we definitely want anything that is not conventional and mainstream and is valid I want uh, people to to have a, a, a stage and a space to to hear, and that's one of the reasons I'm so happy to announce it on Kay Cupertino because I think there are many, many people who listen to your show who are open to other ideas than the regular ideas that they always hear. Well, Mir, if no one went to that East West Bookstore event that I went to, let me let me tell you just briefly. I, I'm telling you at the end of the hour, you had people just, their mouths were hanging open because they could see better. (laughs) And they were shocked. You know, you can't help but be shocked. Um, Yeah, that's because of what we are fed all the time, and that is the idea that you cannot see better. You see, what happens is that um, if you don't see well and you're a 12-year-old in school, you're being sent to the nurse's office, and if you can't see well the chart, or if you see the chart with a deficit of one line, they immediately fit, fit glasses for you. And if glasses, by the way, don't work for you, I've just seen one girl like this, then they think that you have a major problem that cannot be repaired. Well, in truth is that sometimes vision loss is temporary, especially, you know, uh, kids in school could be under stress being in school, could be bored being in school, and teenagers often are under stress being teenagers and having all those new hormones acting in their body. And often they don't want to see what's in front of them. So that often leads to a temporary loss of vision. If we let it be temporary and not fit glasses on them, they would end up seeing well with time. I've heard that there were um, people that saw poorly for three or four months but then the vision came back, and it was as sharp as it was before. Have they been fed glasses? They probably would stay with glasses. They've shown that uh, when they gave chickens uh, out of all creatures, uh, reduced prescription the way that they do, I mean, minus prescription the way they do with um, nearsighted people, the eyeball became long. So there's no question that glasses actually create dependency and create weakness. And what we really need to do is trust our eyes. My latest message of the week, any one of you would look at our website at self-healing.org and you click on tip of the week, was about the fact that I really don't believe that cataract is inevitable. Uh, yes, it's a done surgery and, and, uh, and it's being performed better all the time, but that surgery basically means removing your lens and putting implant, which is basically um, synthetic glasses instead. So what's going to happen is um, doctors simply gave up on our ability to maintain our lens. What you need is to look at the distance because we as uh, modern people, we read, we look at computers, we look a lot from near. And what we need to do is look from far, wave our hands to the side, Look at six or seven uh, dots at a distance. Look at the waves coming to shore. By the way, it's exactly what we'll do in Labor Day. We're going to look at the waves. Uh, we have a nice balcony that the city built right near the ocean, right in our place. We're lucky in that way. 
and we'll put our nice group, and we will look at the daily city hills, at the uh, uh, mountains of marine. We will look at the waves without glasses. We wave our hands to the side. I'll never forget the lady who took my latest eye class and was so worried to be with our contact lenses. And within 20 minutes in the class, she was so comfortable, and she couldn't believe it. She spent the whole day without her lenses and didn't miss them for one moment. All right. (laughs) And I have one other story, which is really interesting. It's in my handbook of self-healing. And that is that uh, there was a person in Hawaii who worked with me. He also studied Feldenkrais, but he decided to take a three-day seminar that was teaching in the big island of Hawaii. And he saw me through individual session. He said that he was driving once, and the signs on the freeway were clearer than ever, clearer than ever. He said, well, the combination of wearing his contacts and the eye exercises is really working because the world is much clearer to him. So he was so happy, he went home, and then he discovered his contact lenses in the case. And immediately his vision became fuzzy. So for the whole day, he assumed he had his contact lenses, but his vision is better with them than normally, thanks to the eye exercises. And now he learned that actually he did not wear them, and his vision, his vision came back to where it was. So you, you, you can see how, how, how we are subjects of suggestions. I say this, uh, if you're farsighted, okay, that means your arm is not long enough for you to see what's written in the phone book, right? You're farsighted. Then here's what you do. You read in the sun. Before that, you look at the distance. You put letters really close to your face where you can't hardly see them. Then you put them in normal distance. You'll find it's easier for you to see them. You blink. You breathe. Blinking is very, very important. And uh, you'll see that it's easier to read in the sun. When you go to restaurants, you simply take um, a flashlight with you so you can flash on the, uh, on the print. And only at certain moments you wear your glasses. In that way, your prescription is going to be a low prescription. It's not going to go up quickly. And your lens will become more flexible. Because here's what they say. In your 40s, you're going you're gonna to be uh, farsighted. And in your 60s, you'll have cataract. And then they'll have to remove your lens. No problem. It's normal. In your 70s, you'll have macular degeneration. And that is something, unfortunately, they can't treat. Uh, unless it's humid macular degeneration, so they take away the bleeding. But that also lasts only for a short period of time. So, you know, the whole activity is around accepting the fact that your eyes are going to decay. You should not accept it. Some people live to be more than 100 years with good vision, and there's no reason in the world why you shouldn't be one of them. Well, I'll accept that. <laughs> what causes dry what causes dry eyes? Well, what causes dry eyes is effort with the eyes and also imbalance of the autonomic nervous system. Um, if you would do physical exercises, an exercise I love the most is when people sit cross legged and move the whole up, upper body in rotating motion and your eyes become humid, then you know you're in a real good shape. So poor blood flow to the eyes, um, lack of balance of your autonomic nervous system, where, where the autonomic nervous system is not working um, as well as it should, uh, all that leads eventually to dry eyes. And what can help it, by the way, uh, is to lie down twice a day with your eyes closed with a cold towel over your face. And it can be a refrigerated towel, like you put it for 20 minutes in the fridge or for three minutes in the freezer. Uh, It doesn't have to be awfully cold. Just cold enough, you'll see that your eyes are tearing a bit. Wow, that's interesting. I'll have to tell a couple people about that one. (laughs) Yeah, because often after you use the computer... The eyes become a bit inflamed, and then they become drier. They become a slippery slope. They become drier and drier. They already learn how to strain. So resting the eyes and taking away the inflammation uh, is like a quick fix for that. But 
don't just stay there. Do eye exercise. Do palming. Uh, do a lot of movement. Do a lot of exercises to balance the autonomic nervous system because what happens is we have a system which is more for the active phase and also for uh, fight and flight uh, mechanism that, that we have. And we have another nervous system which is the relaxing nervous system. And we really need to um, learn how to use uh, our body in a better way so the relaxing uh, nervous system uh, would work better. So basically I would say that uh, getting rid of um, uh, dry eyes has few phases in it, so to speak. It, it's actually a good indication that you're not blinking enough, and blinking is so important for the cornea for preventing infections. Uh, and you have to blink in a very, very gentle manner, like almost think that the eyelashes open and close the eyes, so it's easy for the eyes to blink. It also means that there is enough circulation. It also means the imbalance in the nervous system. So that very simple symptom means quite a bit. So it's not enough that the eyes feel better. You have to just see it as a shot in the arm that tells you, I have to do more for my body. Well, <laughs> I have a lot of shots in my arm that says that. <laughs> so... I mean, everybody. I'm sure that most of the people listening need to do more for their bodies. No question, especially because of our lifestyle. So, Mir, would you describe the autonomic nervous system? Would you be more explicit about what that entails? Yes, there is um, a whole system, the most important nerve is nerve number 10, which is a, a cranial nerve, which is called the vagus nerve. And that part of the system uh, basically feeds our digestive system. Um, it causes peristalsis. Peristalsis really works well with it. And uh, it slows down the heartbeat. Uh, it um, uh, brings blood to our skin uh, it uh, allows good kidney reabsorption. And then you have the other, uh, and it allows the, the immune system to work well. And then you have the other part, which is the uh, uh, sympathetic part of the system. And those are nerves that get out of our thoracic spine, basically. And they basically speed it up. So, for example, if you walked in the street and somebody came to you with a knife, you probably would affect that system. It was made for the jungle. If you see a lion, and it, he wasn't behind bars, but was right in front of you, that system would work. So basically the kidney would stop working. Uh, the, it would stop reabsorbing. Uh, your, um, uh, your liver would stop working. Your immune system would stop working. What you would have is a lot of blood flow to your arms and legs. So you could either fight or or flight, or flee away, and or freeze. They find that zebras, when they see lions, they pretend to be dead, so they freeze, and then the lion comes and don't touch them because they think they're dead. So then when the lions leave, they stand up and they shake for three hours. So what happens in our case is we no longer have this kind of thing, unless you have a terror threat right in front of you. Uh, what happens is your butt, your your heart is not... Uh, beating in a very quick beat all of a sudden. But what happens is there are many, many small things throughout the day, worries, uh, emotional upsets, where you cannot actually express yourself, you cannot respond physically to what's going on. Uh, those lead to um, a freeze of the activity of the sympathetic nervous system. And the way nature made us is the sympathetic nervous system has to work fully, then stop, uh, then your muscles stop working, and then the parasympathetic kicks in. And it doesn't happen enough in our life, and the result is we live under continuous unresolved stress. And everybody has their stress in life. Some people wake up in the morning not wanting to open their eyes, death in the family, financial worries, Lord knows what, you know. And, and that kicks in a nervous system, that is actually supposed to deal with something that happens now. And it, it works all the time, full time, and it doesn't 
go away. So we have exercises where we basically contract our uh, ring-shaped muscles, our lips, our bladder sphincters, our uh, anosphincters, uh, our abdomen, and we let go of them, basically. So we would imitate the way that that nervous system works. And when we let go and when we drop that tension, we start to uh, kick in the activity of the parasympathetic, which should be most of the work that should be done in the body. That's why so many people have heart attacks, uh, eye problems because of lack of blood flow to the eyes, and many others because our um, imbalance where the uh, sympathetic nervous system is overworking and the parasympathetic nervous system is not working enough. And by the way, that's why people have dry eyes. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) All came back to the dry eyes. (laughs) Yeah. So it actually... I mean, it's a a reflection of what happens, you know. So as I'm saying, you resolve the dry eyes lying down with a cold towel over your eyes. It feels really good. But you don't resolve the situation that caused it. And the situation that caused it is, A, that you are using your computer without, first of all, looking far at the distance. Uh, I think that before you look so much from near and spend hours looking at your computer, paying attention to contents, pay attention to the distance. Second of all, pay attention to your blinking. Third of all, pay attention to your periphery. Many people use computers and forget that the rest of the room exists, so they don't have the walls, the ceiling, the floors, and we needed our periphery for a million years to defend our lives because if you didn't pay attention to your periphery in the jungle, you'd be eaten, basically. So paying attention to the periphery is a part of your visual reality, but it's not a part of your modern reality. That's the reason for so many problems like high eye pressure, like glaucoma. So basically, paying attention to the periphery, and one way of doing it, by the way, if any audience would close one eye, and wave, look straight with the other eye, and wave the hand um, like all around, you know, like you look straight and you wave your hand to the right, to the left, above and below. Then you close the other eye and you do the same thing. You wave the hand, and then you look with both eyes. You see that you have a little bit more light coming to your eyes because your brain now paid attention to your periphery. And then we escalated with many more exercises, like we put a small piece of paper on the bridge of the nose and wave the hands to the side, so you look straight at the paper with a soft focus, and then we take the paper off, and you have a sense of your periphery because we always block it in our life. Um, we don't have branches that are moving to our side all the time, as people did in the jungle. So that's what happens. So we need to relax our eyes. We need to blink with the eyes. We need to look at a distance, and we need to relax our nervous system. And you cannot... Get rid of stress in this life. Every time you resolve a problem, another one finds its way to your life. You need to decide that your work is to not have stress. That's not easy, is it? No, it is not. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that your happiness is what you bring to your own life. And I think it's very important. And taking away much of your stress, regardless of what the circumstances are, it's a big deal. Basically, very big deal. Well, basically, just learning these techniques, and you had so many of them at the East West Bookstore. It was, you know, people were just amazed. And, again, you know, being able to take those techniques home with you and being able to to be able to use them and um, on a daily basis, just for a few minutes to to change your life and to really allow your body to physically work better and so that you can have less stress and the body will respond. And people got to see that near. That was very powerful. Wonderful. Thank you, Taz. I want to tell you something. Uh, you know, I think that everyone owes to themselves the first 15 minutes of the day to work on themselves before they move on, if they can. But then, you know, the nice thing about knowing exercises that affect your body to the better is two things. First of all, if you have some extra time on the weekend and you don't have much to do, you can work on your body, and it always rewards you. 
Second of all, uh, you wait in a queue or in a line to the versateller. You, you wait in a queue to something else. You can always do breathing exercises, looking at the distance exercises. You don't have a wasted moment in your life, and it doesn't feel like you need to lose your patience just because there is something for, uh, uh, you feel that something that is time waster um, uh, is, is approaching you. You just decide, now is a good opportunity for me to work on myself. And, and that, is, that is very important, you know, to feel that all your day is worth your while. When you have things that you need to do to uh, uh, make sure that rent is being paid, to make sure that um, your duties are being done, that's good. But then there's always those wasted moments, and now they're not wasted because you can work on yourself. And then the other thing is that while doing other things, it's very good if you're also going to breathe deeply and um, uh, focus on yourself and focus on your blinking and focus on your periphery um, and look at details, which is very, very important. As you look at details, you basically activate your macula, the central part of your vision. And as you look at details, you prevent macular degeneration. Uh, it's as simple as that. The macula only sees about 2% of your total visual field, even a little bit less than that. And so what you do is when you use your macula, uh, you, you start and... Um, uh, and prevent it from ever degenerating. So that, this is one of the things that I would like to um, uh, propose to all the audience. Work on yourself. It's really rewarding. Well, we have to say we're worth it. I'm worth it to work on myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I now have an opportunity to do it. Very important. Very important. You know, it, it makes the, the wheel go around in your life because, you know, the thing that stops you from getting rid of the things that worry you is the worry itself. So um, if you find a way to not worry, and one of the ways is to work on yourself and to be creative, then whatever worried you will find its way to go away. You will find a solution. I, I will never forget the situation that uh, there was one lady that um, I saw her many years ago for multiple sclerosis and she was walking with a cane and one time she came to me and she asked me she was so worried I said what's wrong I was I'm really proud of myself I was then in my early 20s and she told me you won't understand so what happened she said there was a decorated Japanese uh, person who did wonderful art and he canceled her in the last moment after announcing to her mailing list that he's going to come. And she was very impoverished. Announcing it to the mailing list was very expensive for her. And that time, we didn't have email. She announced it with, with mail. And I knew that I cannot talk any sense to her. It would make no difference. So I spent two hours massaging her head. Two hours. I normally work with her on exercises to help her walk better without the cane. I spent two hours massaging her head. And then she comes next time and didn't talk about that situation. We start to work, and finally I ask her, what happened? She says, oh, I went home. I was relaxed. I made all the right phone calls, and he came to my gallery. And uh, I've had more and more situations like this where people were under stress, and I understood that I cannot explain to them how they can resolve their stress. They know better than me, but I can help their body uh, to be more relaxed so they find out for themselves what they need to do. And, <laughs> you know, it doesn't always work, but mainly it does, actually. Well, I know a good massage really helps. So yeah. uh, if anybody has worries, you know, have someone work on your body. It really helps. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I'm so much looking forward for the end of this week, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. As I say again, because it's a retreat form, there's a little bit less um, intensity. I mean, we do want to teach the material, but number one, we want to feel relaxed in Labor Day. Just think how wonderful it would be for a person to come here uh, for, throughout the whole day from uh, 9 to 5 
and uh, be fed a wonderful lunch, wonderful snacks, and uh, we are diligent about having a tea break and an afternoon break, uh, something that we normally don't do as much in, in my classes, and really start and explore the power of your body to heal from within and with simple exercises, visualization, sharing of philosophy. It makes a, a, a very big difference. Some people change their life with that. I, in fact, I will never forget it. a couple that came to us from Seattle uh, for their um, honeymoon. That was what they did. They came to my class because they felt that's the best way they could spend their honeymoon, and they left very happy. They felt that between the eye exercises, the movement, and the body work that they experienced, they had the best pleasure they could possibly have in their life. So you just come to enjoy your eyes. Improve them, yes, but enjoy them is number one. You come to enjoy your body and uh, not criticize it and make it as, as functional as possible, and you come to help other people change their body to the better and let other people change your body to the better with the body work. So there's a lot we're going to do in this labor day. And your center is at in, located in the perfect spot, right across the street from the ocean. I mean, how perfect is that? <laughs> we use the beach and we use the ocean. The beach is the biggest house, uh, the biggest room in our house, basically. <laughs> oh, that's very good, Mir. That's absolutely um, well, you know, you said something very powerful. You, uh, you know, not to criticize your body. You know, we're so into making that kind of language and criticizing our body, going and calling it names, <laughs> and people forget to really appreciate that we have the skills to get around and and um, and to improve them. And I just love the thought, just, you know, the way that you empower people, giving them more flexibility in their thoughts. I I think this is what's really fun to watch you (laughs) and watch the people's responses because their thoughts are, uh, their brains are opened and they go, oh, wow, that really did work. (laughs) <laughs> and the amazing, amazing expressions on their faces. And they, you know, it allows them to be more in tune and to take time out to think about what they just did. I mean, they realized that they became more in tune with their body. Um, and they never thought to stop long enough to do that. I, I think that is the most fun thing to watch when you are with people because this is what happens i mean their your mind is stretched but it's stretched with with the amazement that it really did happen <laughs> so yeah we'll never forget uh one of the cases that i've written about in my book movement for self-healing and it's really worth reading for many other reasons but her, her case was very interesting she was an 18-year-old girl reservation in Alberta, Canada. And um, she complained that her vision in her left eye is legally blind. She sees 2200. And in her right eye, she is blind except for color and light. So we sat down and talked and relaxed. And all of a sudden, she saw the 2100 line. And her mother said, we went to all the doctors in Canada. She never saw... Uh, the top of ophthalmology, she never saw the 2100 line. I said, well, that's interesting. Uh, but uh, basically in my place she was joking and relaxing, so that's why she saw that well. Then we went to a dark room, and we patched her left eye, patched it uh, very well, actually, with um, two eye patches and masking tape around it and even asked her to put her two hands there. And we started to have a blinking light, uh, in the dark, we start always with red light, and most people who are legally blind and can hardly see anything, they don't know exactly what the source of light is. But within a minute, she saw where the light came from. Within three minutes, she saw the shape of the light, and then she started to see the people in the room. I had my two apprentices and her parents, and I was surprised, and so was her mother. 
because her mother didn't expect her to see figures with that eye. And so then we went to the trampoline and got her to bounce on the trampoline with all, all those funny patches, like two patches and masking tape around it. She was actually a pretty good gymnast, but she was so um, puzzled by the whole idea <laughs> of bouncing with her seeing eye patched. And slowly, slowly, she built up vision. It was only 5%, but it was really 5% rather than zero in that eye within a week. And then um, her other eye started to see way better because a lot of stress was taken away from it. You know, the, the left eye started to see 2060. And uh, next year they came to us for eye teaming, for creating fusion between the eyes, and uh, the parents were so happy to bring her to me and to work on that, on that uh, issue. And so I'll never forget. So what happened is that eye that we were able to wake up to life was really a lazy eye which means the brain didn't use it. It's so much worse, but the brain simply did not use the eye. And then the mother, who didn't allow the daughter to ride a bicycle, said, you know what, you know, she sees as well as I see without my glasses, and that's not that bad, and I don't have any reason to tell her not to bicycle. Hmm. So uh, there was a big transformation that happened in the family and with the girl, and I really think that we all have to accept the fact that we are blocking much of the function that exists for us. And my work in life is to open up people's knowledge of how much they can work on themselves and how effective it is. Yeah, that's so many possibilities. Well, if somebody wants to know about your weekend, um, do you want to give out your phone number so they can call? Maybe people want to know what hotel to stay at while they're there if they don't want to drive. No, well, the nice thing is that we have many rooms in people's homes if they want to um, to stay for a reasonable fee. And also, of course, we know all the motels which are within walking distance from here, and they're relatively inexpensive because we are in the outer sunset. So our phone number is 415-665-9574, and our website is www.self-healing.org. And people can call us, and again, they can call us for the hotels and for the um, places to stay, but those who are hearing us, let's say, from Mountain View, um, who can come here within a short distance, they can take... Highway 280 or Highway 35 uh, from 280, and they can get here pretty quickly because uh, we're not um, that far from 19th Avenue exit to San Francisco. So if you already go to San Francisco, this is one of the closest places you can go to. So um, we definitely can help people find hotels, especially those who come from Santa Cruz probably need that. And, and as I said again, many nice people rent uh, rooms in their houses for people who want to come here, and it's actually very nice. They respect their privacy and all. Well, that sounds great. So, no, me, uh, we we really feel very blessed um, to be able to share your gifts on on the phone, and to be able to you know just have people be able to understand more about what to do for their bodies. Um, we are very thankful that you are about, and again, you are the teacher's teacher, and and you train others to do what you do as well. So if anybody has an interest in that way, you, they can certainly talk to me or about that one. Ah. Yeah, if you want to pamper your body this coming weekend, uh, call Mir and go to his pampered workshop. <laughs> so it sounds like a wonderful three days. Yeah. So full of health empowerment. Mayor, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so, so much. And, you know, um, this is uh, one of the best places I feel to be on your show. And uh, the two of you are wonderful interviewers. And I would love to speak to, to your audience. You know, in Brazil we have 106 people who do this work. We don't have enough people in this country. And so you come to this workshop, introduce yourself to this work, see how well it works for you, and see if you want to practice it and eventually take
take more training to teach others. Mm-hmm. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Have a great bye-bye day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.